0: Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of painting the town dead, killing characters' families, and decimating the sanity of all the players at your table.
1: I am one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Maniac, And I am your other host for this episode, our Halloween episode, Dungeon Master Chris. And if my memory was good enough, I totally would have tried to make that like an intro like the Crypt Taker. Do you remember?
0: Oh, my gosh. What was that show called? Tales from the Crypt.
1: Got it. Oh, yes. The, is that the one with the uh, like skeleton guy who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is yeah, that the one? A- yeah. He's the skeleton one that like sits there, wispy white hair. Yeah. All, like all yeah. five hairs, wispy and white. I remember legitimately sitting behind my dad's recliner watching that, peeking out from behind the corner because I didn't want to sit like right. It was so terrifying to me as a child.
0: That was the creepiest part.
1: Oh, yeah. was just that. Yeah, it was terrifying.
0: So to try and make that a segue that works, we are going to be somewhat talking about haunted houses because I'm pretty sure that's where the Crypt Keeper lived.
1: He might have lived in a crypt, but that, nope, he lived in a haunted house. It's canon. I said It's canon now. Yeah. To a show that has been dead since the 90s, it's canon.
0: Ooh, or was (laughs) it always dead? Oh. Undead, bad jokes. Yeah, Yeah. So we've got a couple elements by a couple, I mean 10, that we love or rather love to hate,
1: depending on uh, how they strike your fancy. But before we get to that, we have some five-star reviews from iTunes that we are going to read for you today. The first one comes from Silvici, and they write, Great podcast, five stars. One of the best and most inspirational podcasts for aspiring DMs and GMs alike. This podcast will help you create and run compelling games regardless of the system you choose to play. I ran three games a week for over a year. Props to you. That's a lot. Uh, And this podcast helped to make sure I never ran out of new and interesting adventures for my players. Thanks so much for all you guys do for the role-playing community. So thank you so much, Silvici. We're glad that we could be such a great place for inspiration for you. So for the next one, it is
0: titled Essential, Informative, Entertaining, Food Mage. I don't know. So now it's just a verb. It's five stars. <laughs> and it's from Veritas WL. I don't think those all go together. So I'll say it that way. This podcast has given me so many inspirational ideas. And as a DM since 2014, I fourteen, I've found it incredibly useful. The ideas discussed in this show, while awesome and unique, spin off ideas of my own in my brain place. I'm going to use that term from now on. My <laughs> brain plays. That's fantastic. <laughs> I moved recently and I can't seem to find a group locally, so I've had to hang up the DM hat for a while, but the story time episodes have helped me to play vicariously through the hosts. All the while soaking up info and ideas to use for my next party, I get to DM. This podcast is incredibly useful and i like to thank Mitch, Chris, and the Jote Dulcet Tones Maniac for continuing this fantastic and thought-provoking program. Keep on dungeon mastering. Brandon the Bard. Thank you, Veritas WL, a.k.a. Brandon the Bard, for that awesome
1: review. And just for you, Brandon, we have the dulcet tones of Jote the dulcet tones maniac for the rest of this episode as we talk about haunted houses. I feel like that's my 1940s band name. <laughs> Joke and the Dulcet Tones, here or, we go. Yeah, or your boxing name. One of the two things. There we go. I like it. And with that, we are going to move on to the meat. I'm oh, starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Yeah.
0: Why can't we have some meat? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So today for the meet, like we talked about at the top of the show, we are going to be talking about haunted houses. And for you guys today, the listeners, blockheads, we have 10 areas that we think will really help improve a haunted house that you want to run in your world. And we we honestly love haunted houses and the idea of that and these 10 topics. So we're going to just jump right into it. You ready to do this, Jote? Yes. And we might
0: have a special 11th topic to talk about at the very end.
1: Hashtag we're not going to talk here.
0: Yeah, hashtag no info given. Yes.
1: So the first one, Neil, that I really, really love, and this is something that I love about movies too, and just if you've ever been in a near-death experience, this might amplify that or it might bring back terrible memories. Uh, I'm not sure, so maybe you don't want to add this into your game, but number one for me is the fear of death. Whenever I play a character or whenever I I run a game, I love the idea of making encounters that people know they might not be able to get out of. Why? Because that means they really buy into their characters and they don't want to see that character die. It brings out real emotions that we experience here in the world into our games. That just really helps amplify your game as a DM just in general. So the fear of death for me is definitely number one.
0: Yeah. I think we should put a caveat here now that we've started. Not all of these will work for all of your players and you should really check in with what they are comfortable with and be okay with them being uncomfortable enough to potentially need to stop something or leave the table. I know you can do the X card, anything like that, but definitely you should know your players well enough to know what not to put into the game, but definitely try and find Something close to that line because you do want to scare them in your haunted house, or you don't. I mean, you can run the gamut. Your haunted house could be made by Eddie Murphy, it could be made by Rob <laughs> Zombie, like Bill what Murray, you do you with know. it. Yeah, so definitely check with your players. But I think that establishing and right in the beginning, the fear of death is super important too. If it's a long running campaign, having someone that the players are deeply attached to killed, like a, yeah, like an important NPC or just Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of the only way to do it without it being a player. Right. Unless a player agrees
1: to it beforehand, you know, and they're just in on it the whole time. True. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you could have... Oh, man. That took me down an immediate and amazing (laughs) road. You have a player that doesn't want to play their character anymore, but wants to go out with a bang. You could have them killed early on in your haunted house and then be part of the haunted
1: house. That might show up like three or four levels later, you know, going through the haunted house. Yes. Yeah, that would be fantastic.
0: But yeah, you're going to have to definitely establish it if you want that to be something that they're fearful of. Because, I mean, you could run something as a one-shot and they know that like there's not a price to be paid. But you could also make sure that they know that if they mess
1: up, that they're done. I love the idea of an NPC dying because it's more memorable. But it could even be this thing they're sent to the haunted house and outside there's like dead stuff all over you know something has happened to people outside of this place where they're like either like sitting in chairs and they're dead or they're like you know nailed to a tree or you know crazy stuff that you could just immediately set the tone that says this is a scary place you should probably fear for your life and tread very cautiously if you haven't made preparations before you go in here you probably should because these people may have been adventurers that went before you and now they're dead perfect so the next one the dark Which, come on, I mean,
0: some of them are, some movies and TV shows are scary in the daytime and good on them, but to make, to make it easier on you, darkness, because the mind wanders, like the assumption of what could be in the shadows is terrifying. Like, think of that as a child. I mean, you can expound it out to being an adult and not knowing what's behind that corner or what's in the shadow or this, that, and the other, and then you're just failing all your perception
1: checks. Well, you know, and it's something that if you have kids, I I don't have kids, but Neil, you have kids, Your kids, they may be going through that scared of the dark phase where they need a nightlight, like light in and of itself offers a safe space, even if the room hasn't changed whatsoever. But the minute that that light goes out, everything changes so significantly. Like I can remember growing up in my parents' house. I remember being at the bottom of the stairs in the house I'd grown up in for 14 years. And the minute I flipped the lights off to go upstairs and it was 6 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock at night, (laughs) I would sprint. you know, I would sprint (laughs) to get up to the top because I thought somebody was going to try and stab me in the back. Everybody has that moment. And the reality is all of our players can recognize that sort of moment if you describe it in the right way and say, this is a dark place in a haunted house. You have no idea what's going on in this room whatsoever. The dark is such a fantastic place to play with their minds. And the reality is you don't even have to say anything else other than the room has gone terribly dark. And if you describe the things that you saw coming into the house, immediately their minds start to wander of what's going to happen when they're in this room.
0: Yeah, that true That true darkness as well, where it's like you literally can't see your hand in front of your face. Right. And then start playing into the other senses in very, very vague, like something brushes past, uh, like you hear a faint noise in the distance
1: yeah a shadow you know goes past the window or whatever like somehow there's some light for a second and you see something uh and then it turns back off and you quick get light going again and it's not there anymore like oh just paranoid out of their minds it would be fantastic for me along the same lines of the dark often there's you know we're talking about things in the dark that thing that could pop up when the light goes on or maybe it's there illuminating and then the light comes on and it's gone are ghosts neil ghosts man Patrick Swayze. Wait. Patrick. No, not that. no, no. Casper? No, that's not the type of ghost. But even, we're talking okay,
0: about. so, but hold on. Even though that I say that, Patrick Swayze, that has one of the most terrifying scenes in a movie ever when they, like, all come up and then, like, drag that guy down to hell.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: mortifying. Yeah. Granted, the rest of it's <laughs> not. They're just making clay pots, but. Right, yeah. But, like, that scene and the ability to, like,. You're almost limitless in what you can do with a ghost because you they're incorporeal and they're I mean first off they're more difficult just from a mechanical perspective in pretty much any any version of D&D that there's been and then their ability to just be here, be there, use ghost sound, use lights, transform their appearance, and- go through
1: walls, terrifying, go through people in and of the, like in yes. and of itself that's terrifying. But you know the thing about ghosts is, you know, you don't necessarily have to go off of the rules that you see in the handbook. You could make, you could have two ghosts in the same room and one is damaged by light and one is not. You know, so you could have ghosts that have two totally different properties that you could just mess with your player's minds with. Maybe they're not able to be seen at all unless you throw like dust in the air or something like that or some powder in the air. That's the only way you can see the ghost somehow. You know, there's there's so many endless possibilities. That you can do with ghosts, you know, whispering little things here and there that, you know, maybe you have everybody cover their ears and only one person can hear what this is. And then they have to roll a sanity roll or something like that. You know, it's crazy things you can do with ghosts that absolutely terrify the pants off of your adventurers.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: So the next one is unfamiliar places. We've all been on those journeys before where you are in a probably not so much anymore with the invention of smartphones, but maybe some people that are a little bit older. Could have this sort of re- this uh, this moment of realization where you're in this place, this new place that you're really unfamiliar with. That might not be scary in and of itself, but you maybe add in a few other little elements here. And this tree that's in the middle of the forest during the day is now absolutely terrifying at night. Or this unfamiliar place with this tree. Now the tree comes alive, almost like a Whomping Willow style thing, because it's an unfamiliar place that your players might not know. They may think they know how physics and how the laws of nature all are supposed to work normally, but you go into this strange new place, maybe this haunted house area, is just everything is haunted within this, you know, maybe one mile radius from the house, and things just aren't what they seem. Forests may be familiar to them during the day, and they only ever travel there during the day, but immediately when the lights go out, everything becomes unfamiliar in their minds, and things become way more scary to them than they would have ever been if they would have just traveled there during the day.
0: Yeah, it makes me think of a lot of the classic like cabin in the woods and yeah. like you'll you always have that one character who it's like oh it's my second uncle twice removed he has a cabin and like i haven't been there in a decade and like that's the closest level of attachment to the area and then everyone else has never been there before and of course it's all fun and games until it's not and right. also Cabin in the Woods, great movie. Totally watch it. Get some inspiration from that one.
1: It was definitely not expected what happens in no. that movie. It's fant- <laughs> fantastic movie though. Oh man, yeah. When you see a guy get on a dirt bike, it everything just totally changes <laughs> from then on. How the movie, be, is yeah. Be in my be mind. ready. Yeah, right. So this one you definitely want to
0: check in with your players because we're starting to get into the areas where people may be very uncomfortable. So disfigurement the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the Saw movies. I mean, yeah, more so, like, the early ones before it was just... Oh no, it's for the sake of Halloween
1: we're putting another one out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it keeps printing money, we'll keep making them. Yep. Um and then it just got gory for the sake of gore, but a lot of those, you know, I, mean, now I won't get too descriptive, we're still a family-friendly podcast, but so if you want to go watch those, that's on you, but the things that are required of them to do to themselves to get to the next step is just terrifying because you're leaving that choice 100% in the player's hands yeah. at that point. And that yeah. is a scary place to be it's not oh i need you to make this check i need you to make this decision and then make a check based on it Um, so going down that road like i said could be a be cautious but um it could be your players could think it's amazing too
1: it's that frankenstein's monster you know that sort of thing where something's dismember or disfigured uh beyond belief flesh golems are a great example of this you know it's not necessarily something that we as humans are scared of because we weren't around when Frankenstein's monster came out originally in book form and then in movie forms. Like we, it's just something that we or Freddy Krueger, you know, very you know disfigured. Like we just we're not really scared of those things anymore because they're they're old hat. We've we've seen them over and over again. But they still have that ability to scare the pants off of your players, or they have the ability to invoke some of those prior you know fear of death type ideas into their minds, especially when you add in things like the dark or shadows or you know, noises that are eerie that you don't think of. And then all of a sudden this disfigured monster shows up out of nowhere. And it doesn't even have to be a humanoid necessarily. Like there's so many monsters in the monster manuals out there that are petrifying that you could just add in. And it's like, what in the world is this thing? And and you get some descriptive descriptive words in there that really play into your player's minds because the mind is more powerful. It becomes more powerful with the words that we say. But the things, they're going to take those ideas to the next level and just be in that much more suspense than what they would have already been. So yeah, disfiguration can really play with with characters' minds. And there's also the idea, too, of, you know, Neil, you touched on this a little bit, the idea of, once again, you need to know your your players for this, but... Missing limbs. Something that you would normally think a player was supposed to have. Or maybe it's the party gets split for some reason and literally, all of a sudden li- literally, there. yes, it's split. Hey yo <laughs> literally gets split up and then somehow the player comes back and they're missing an arm. Or they're missing a leg and they're they're walking in with, with a stick. Or maybe there was somebody who said they were going to come. Uh, They were going to go check out this house. There were rumors around this house and they you find them on the road back like limping back or, you know, holding their arm because they no longer have it. And they start to describe what had happened in that house. And somebody losing something more so than just their coin purse starts to present really scary opportunities for your players in their minds that, that you can feed off of as a DM.
0: And it could also lead down to cool story elements of how they can get back to what they were with some some method or, or another, either getting it healed or getting something that is a suitable replacement, something like that. But definitely in the moment, the player thinking, well, how do I do this now? How do I be the character that I was now that I am missing a limb?
1: Or so do you have this crazy part where you go through the haunted house and there's almost this like checkpoint area or whatever where there's some crazy healer in there that's also just really messed up in the head that's like oh I see you're missing an arm well I can give you another one because I know how like neutered your character is now I could give you another one but you have to bring me something that you want to be the replacement or they could create something and it's like a percentile role of like well you're missing this arm well now it's a troglodyte arm or it's a you know a a kuatoa arm or you know something different from your original body and then you have going back into the city you have like these crazy stories of what how are you going to tell people that's like what? how how are you going to fix this this is now fused with your body this is now who you are you now have some of that disfiguration part that's going to make you scarier than all scariness to little kids in cities to even parents in the cities you're now going to be the guy that's the outcast in the city or the girl that's the outcast in the city like there's so many ideas that you could come up with like that from this idea of missing limbs that uh Have fun with it. (laughs) As a DM, you can do a lot of things with it.
0: Oh, man. I just thought of the idea of, and you know, playing into the whole thing where it's like you're going through the haunted house and you're in that classic whoop, guy falls through the floor. Yeah. Oh, where did he go? And you find him later. And then he has an arm like that. Yeah. Like he just wakes up or, you know, or the party finds him and that's where they're at now. Oh,
1: that guy. Maybe it's just a person in the room that they're not necessarily bad people. They're like genuinely trying to help you. Yeah. But they do it in such a way that's just creepy as all get out. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that you could do that could really scare the pants off your players, especially if they wake up and there's like this creepy old guy or old lady who is just like, I've healed you. You're you're fixed. Look at your <laughs> handiwork. And then they look at their arm. And it's like, oh, what is this thing? This isn't supposed to be here. This isn't me. So many yes. fun things you could do.
0: So for the next one, Chris and I had come up with an idea or talked about it before we got started, but it's adding suspense to the game. And the thing we had talked about was where it was the One-Shot Network and they had used Dread for their kind of Halloween spinoff. And adding that to your game when the horror element is involved, I think is one of the easiest ways to make the suspense skyrocket.
1: Yeah, the, the thing that I love about suspense is it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And only you as the DM know when that release valve is going to come where the scariness is just really going to take effect. And that could be right at the beginning. You could have multiple scenes of suspense or you could have one common thread of suspense. Maybe it's that ominous voice throughout the whole haunted house that keeps coming back and back and back. And maybe you have pre-written things that this person's going to say every single time they enter a new room. And they just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I guess you could get to the end and it's like, oh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, you know, that, <laughs> oh. that sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> or it could be this, this like almost super powerful evil person at the end that then it's like, okay, it's starting to come to fruition. We're getting that suspense settled here. And and you could do that in one of multiple ways. You could have them, that person that went away at the very beginning just disappeared from the group. Well, now that person at the end has your your friend that you had, and the suspense has been coming, it's been building, the voice has been speaking the whole time, and then the person is killed. You know, your your friend that you've been with is killed. And then the suspense is at, the, at its climax, battle happens, that's that, the suspense has come to an end, and your players are just like, uh, What do we, uh, okay. This is terrifying. That person just killed our friend and he's been taunting us the whole time. And the door swings shut behind you and locks, you know, like it's like, uh, okay, what do we do now? We have to fight or die. You know, that, that's essentially what it comes down to.
0: That is the exact thing I was thinking too. Like having, you know, as you had said it, just having like almost a scripted thing, like you and your players are, you, I mean, your hope is that your players progress through the haunted house that you've set up for them. Uh. Or maybe not. I don't know how. You can run your game however you want. (laughs) But just that almost like this over the top confidence when they first start, almost as if the players being there is just completely trivial to just angrier and angrier and throwing different things and just getting worse and getting worse. And like you said, having that person that the players are attached to, having them killed by the big bad to establish like this is what's happening. This is where you are. And this is what, (laughs) this is the mess that you are now in.
1: Yeah. Or you find a, like you go from room to room. And you find a piece of well, I guess you could find a piece of the person, or you find a piece of their items that they've had along. That's like, oh, this was this was John's or this was Sue's, you know. The, well, we must we must be getting close. And then you go to the next room. And it's like, oh, we're still we we don't have them. We're just getting closer and getting closer and getting closer. And then at the end, you know, you've just added that little bit of element of suspense every single time they enter a new room or a new hallway, and it gets to that climax, and then it's resolved. You know, that in and of itself builds a great game of horror throughout your campaign that I think your players and yourself will really appreciate going forward. Yep.
0: So for the next one, we could send you over to our friends at BattleBards. Yeah. So it, music, themed music for your session. And you could have, I mean, and obviously the level of complexity is up to you. You could use the soundboard that BattleBards has, have everything set up with ghost sounds, um, creaking doors, everything. But like, I think for me, and we'll see how you feel about it, Chris, at least laying like a background track. Of yeah, some the ambiance stuff, yeah. Yeah, to set the tone. Another great place and a great guy that we have interacted with is over at Tabletop Audio. They have 10-minute tracks that you can loop that are super good. So easy to find, great quality themed music that you could add to your game.
1: Yeah, and you could, I mean, once again, with that audio, you, know, you could have it there just for flavor or it could actually be... You know, part of the game. Like, that's another thing that helps build the suspense. You have this, you see all the time, like, all of a sudden it's like, you have the record player that swings on, and that little creepy kid music starts playing. And I don't know if record players are around in your world, but maybe it's just this otherworldly sound where it's just this really kind of creepy children's music playing in the background. Or it could just be this, like, weird hissing noise that's going on throughout the whole house. Or it's just like this weird wind that's going on throughout. The house when there shouldn't really be wind there at all or you know you, you feel something brush up against your back <sighs> You know, you add that little sound effect in that can add to that little suspense. You know, you can get as complex or as non-complex as you want. Uh, But yeah, Neil, I think the places that you've listed off are really great places to go and check out sounds that you can really get for your games to help with your horror theme that you're trying to play off this Halloween for your games. I think another thing, too, that can really add to the horror is weather in general. There's always that moment in movies or in games where just going about your business and that one, you know, that big cloud rolls in. And then the thunder starts and the rain starts coming down. And, you know, especially as adventurers, you know, I played Skyrim where I added this little extra added uh, difficulty in there where if I stayed out in the rain too long, my guy would start getting diseases and start getting like mold and issues and things like, you know, it's like a survival campaign. And we often forget about that stuff in our games. Like we're just like, oh, it rains all day well we just keep walking through, you know, well, it could be this this element of no, it's raining to the point where you need to get inside somewhere. And in that moment, it's like, well, we could stay in the forest and get wet and try and just, you know, stay under a tree. Or there's this, you know, abandoned looking house, you know, this haunted, quote unquote, haunted yeah, house yeah. that we don't know. That's just conveniently right next to where we are. Or you've seen a sign for, you know, old man Pritchard's house up the road or something like that. And you just it's like, all right, well, we have one mile to go and then we'll get there. And it's like you can either decide at that point, uh, well, we can either go in and maybe old man Pritchard is the one that answers the door and then. He shuts the door and he's gone. You know, it's it's all of these weird things that weather and all of these things can add in to really make your game way more suspenseful than it could have been before.
0: It's classic. I mean, there, I mean there's no getting around it. Watch almost all of them and it's going to rain. I mean, do, you want to yeah. be safe? Go to a desert. Problem solved. Uh, <laughs> Unless you go.
1: get that one moment where there's that huge rainstorm that happens. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> they found me. But some elements that even kind of harken back to some of the other ideas that we have, like that darkness that comes with that storm yeah. or even not necessarily the, the darkness, but that things are obscured on some level like it's just a downpour and it's harder to see and then you have that flash of light with the lightning you see something now it's gone and a lot of the elements can come from that i mean really it's weather that you wouldn't yourself want to be in i mean even playing off of the desert idea where the sun is just beating down but you're still being tracked or something right is is chasing you and like you can't see it when you look behind because the i don't know why i looked behind that isn't for good for recording <laughs> i totally looked behind <laughs> You myself. totally turned around Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't even know where I would have left off, but well, I'll just throw it out there. But you're just looking behind yourself and you can't see anything because the sun's right in your eyes. Is it over the next hill? Is it already on top of you? Or thinking about that the desert storms and just the wind and can't see anything. So weather you wouldn't yourself want to be in, probably good for your horror game.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's any sort of weather that you need to get out of. Could really add that element of horror, where it's like, all right, well, we have no other choice but to get out of the scorching rain, uh, scorching, scorching rain. Uh, that hey, would be an interesting <laughs> out of the scorching heat of the sun, out of you know, out of the snowstorm that's coming, out of the hurricane that's coming. You know, tornadoes are another great one. Thunder and lightning. And rain, all I mean, all of those sorts of things. Wind where you can't travel anymore. Like, how do you handle with that? You know, you, you find a place that you can take refuge in, maybe a cave that ends up being a haunted lair or something like that. You know, there's weather can really add a lot of elements to a game.
0: Okay, so for the last one, we're gonna go ahead and call it Stranger Things. And if you haven't seen that, I don't know. We can't. That be that's
1: fodder enough for horror. Yep. Right there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go, go watch that now. If you like this podcast at all, you will probably like Stranger Things. So definitely go check that out and mine that for all it's worth because it is amazing and it could definitely make your horror game more amazing. But just the element of things that don't make perfect sense in our world, I think is kind of what we're getting at with that.
1: Yeah, I think anything supernatural, like you see a normal wall. And all of a sudden, a face starts protruding from the wall, you know, behind the wood, like the wood starts to warp, weird things like that. You're looking in a mirror, and all of a sudden, your reflection moves somehow, you know, weird things that defy the laws of physics that shouldn't normally happen, like a closed door all of a sudden falls over, just falls off the hinges, you know, like, well, that's weird, That's that's not supposed to happen, or... Things that shouldn't normally belong that happen in sort of supernatural-esque ways can really mess with your players.
0: But yeah, I like the idea of making them fairly subtle. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but starting out and kind of using those stranger things to build some of the suspense. Like seeing your reflection move when you know you didn't move. Like that's not, I mean... There's not huge implications with that, but it definitely starts to set the tone of, okay, what what in the world is going on? Is there something else that's on the other side or is it my reflection? Am I just going crazy? Right, and start starting to really set the tone to mess with your players. Let's be honest. That's what this all boils down to. Yeah,
1: right. Well, or if you're, I mean, I can think, you know, just adding that little extra element, like your, your character all of a sudden looks left instead of that. Like that's not necessarily scary and weird. But if you're a ranger standing in front of it and all of a sudden it pulls the bow and shoots at the mirror and the mirror shatters... Like that's weird. Ooh, yeah. That shouldn't happen or you know the character pulls out a knife and all of a sudden like gets in a fight with one of the other characters that's also in the reflection. You know like weird things like that that shouldn't normally happen that might point to like an otherworldly dimension or something like that can really mess with your players in some really fun ways. I love the mirror idea. I might actually take that and use that. I know and, that's what I kept thinking to like well <laughs> we got to add a mirror to everything yeah, right. I do now. Right, yep. <laughs>
0: So with all of that said and kind of a brief crash course on ramping up a haunted house, we thought we would do something ambitious and awesome i will guarantee you it will be awesome because of the people we have involved we decided to create a haunted house one shot for you and we tapped some truly amazing people one would be the any award-winning james intracasso from the tome show the next up would be well, none other than my favorite rich howard of being awesome and being rich Howard. And last but not least, from Salt and Wounds. Which is who, a very
1: horrifying setting in and of itself.
0: Yes. And who I believe is gonna start have a Kickstarter for Salt and Wounds pretty soon, or maybe it's out, I don't know, podcast Magic and all of that is none right. other than JM Perkins, who is also part of the
1: beard force. Just yes, saying. that's true. That's true. So yeah, we've we've all collaborated together in order to make a fun one shot Haunted house that you guys can use for your one-shot Halloween campaigns. If you if you decide to do one, or you can take this and throw it into your own world, or you can just do it, you know, however however you want to do this. We just wanted to gift you something on Halloween that you could use to scare the pants off of your players and honestly decimate their sanities. So we hope yeah. you
0: enjoy that. Definitely. You can check out the show notes. We will have the link to it there as well as a link to all
1: of the awesome people that collaborated on it if you want more awesome stuff from them. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Dungeon Master Block, our special haunted house-themed, horror-themed Halloween episode for you. If you would like to download the one-shot that we've created for you alongside Rich Howard, J.M. Perkins, and James Indracasso, you can check the show notes for that link. Be sure to let us know how you went through that campaign. If that was fun for you, anything we can improve on, we would love to hear it. Neil, if they would like to send us any information or any stories or anything fun or otherwise... Where can they send us an email so that we can get their stories from them?
0: Well, if they want to use more than 140 characters, the best way is always dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. And then, of course, you can download us and give us a five-star review on iTunes, which we will read on air. And you can also catch us in Stitcher or pretty much anywhere else you can find us. If we can find you, you can find
1: us. I don't know what that Uh, means. That's scary. Very, very appropriate for this episode. (laughs) <laughs> Hey-o. Uh, if you would like to have any more news, updates, or anything else about the show that you can't otherwise get on the episodes themselves, head on over to Facebook and search Dungeon Master Block. We are on there. You can also go to Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's DMs block. If you have enjoyed what you've heard on the Dungeon Master Block, we want to let you know that this show is a part of the Block Party Podcast Network, where you can go there for all other sorts of shows, from Story Arc, which is a podcast about short stories dramatized into audio drama form. You can also go for the GM Showcase, which is fun people like us and and other people that you have heard on the show playing one-shots in random worlds, random settings that people have come up with for your enjoyment to listen to. So you can go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com and find all of the shows there as well. There's also another show called We're So Bad at Adventuring, the newest show to join the network that is all about two people, Thornwick and Bob, going on some crazy adventures as terrible adventurers. So head on over to our website and check those out as well. We have a Patreon member shout-out of the week. And this week's Patreon member is... Matt Hint. So thank you so much, yes, Matt, thank you. for being a Patreon dragon. Matt is a feared gold dragon. So as he's Ooh. flying across the sky thinking of all of the horrific things that he can do to his characters, head on over to Twitter or wherever he might be and try and find him and send him a thank you for supporting us here at the Dungeon Masters block. Once again, I just want to say thank you to you, the blockheads that are listening, so much for listening to this week's Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most terrifying person in the game, the only person capable of painting the town dead, killing characters' families, and decimating the sanity of all the players at your table. Have a good and horrific night, everyone. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: Goodbye.